0: Welcome to another edition of the A-List Podcast. I'm your host, Ashrod Blinkley, with my co-host, with the most, Kwani A. Lunas.
1: What's up, Kwani? What's going on with you? We're, I'm doing well. It's Well, it's May 4th. There's May 5th. There's a, there's a lot of holidays going on this week. So this it, should be a good week, despite what we are seeing from the Celtics. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everyone is
0: enjoying the, these days. Uh, Celtics fans, not so much. Uh, the season has been just an an ongoing roller coaster, and their latest game was yet another dip in the roller coaster for this team. Uh, they've won two of the last three, but they're coming off a really not so great performance, which came after a really amazing performance by Jason Tatum. I mean, are, are you are you at the point where I'm where you're just kind of buckling up for the ride because you know there's no such thing as smooth sailing with this crew?
1: Absolutely, and I, I mentioned this I think last week. At this point, I'm just ready for the playoffs. Congrats to Jason Tatum for being named the NBA Eastern Conference Player of the Week, but he dropped a 60 piece, and it still doesn't seem as though his performance alone can keep this team consistent. So, again, I don't know how to diagnose this team, and I I understand how fans will be like, oh, the media is always complaining about stuff, but at this point, it's just like the consistency isn't there, and I don't even know what else to do as a person consuming their games, I just, I'm over it. I want to see playoff basketball. <laughs> I, I, I want to
0: see that too. Uh, and, and we'll talk a little bit about playoffs in a minute. We'll get into the playing uh, format, which they are in the hunt or in the running for that as well. But the, I guess for, for me, I just wish they would just pick a, st- a style or not a style, but just a direction to go in and stick with it. Either keep exactly. losing and let's talk about the lottery or start putting some wins together. And let's talk about making a deep playoff run. But it's like they they're they're like the ultimate tease right now. It's like they'll show you a great game here and there, and then you're feeling ready to like, yes, here we go, here we go, and then they get beat by Oklahoma City, then they get beat by you know teams that they have no business being in a competitive game with, let alone losing to uh th- this team has been incredibly frustrating uh and so many levels have, has been a disappointment uh one guy speaking of disappointments um. <laughs> not really sure what well, to we make of are introducing
1: Evan. our guest with that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, hey, well, he's been a disappointment in, in many... No, I'm just kidding. No, that's, that's my guy. That's my <laughs> I guy. Know, I, can't, <laughs> I can't crap on his name like that. Uh, but I the guy that I can't make heads or tails about is Evan Fournier. Um, mm-hmm. Had a really good game, uh, you know, the other night on Sunday and started talking afterwards as if he was like one step away from death. Uh, I've got concussion symptoms. I've got vision issues. And we'll we'll get into it with our guests a little bit about this as well. But, you know, the kind of game that he had against the Trailblazers, and yes, they lost the game, but man, he looked really good. What do you make about just Fournier and, and just all the, the same things that he seems to be dealing with now?
1: No, I agree with you. And the buzzword around the Celtics this season has been the identity issue, not finding their identity on the floor. And I think The same goes for him when he came to this team. A lot of us were looking at his first performance and, you know, he had to shake off the nerves, so to speak. But there's still no identity with him on the team as well, which I think is not even a him problem. It just highlights, I think, the overall issues that this team has. So obviously you can put some blame on him for the way that he's also been inconsistent. But at the end of the day, I think it all ties back to the fact that this team overall does not know who they are on a day-to-day basis or a night-to-night basis.
0: Yeah, I mean, for for a guy who has had a couple of 0 for for the game Mm -hmm. shooting nights to drop 21 uh, and and shoot really high percentage, it was really surprising to hear him talk about all the the, kind of the health issues that he's going through. And I don't know whether Mm -hmm. to take that as, if you can get 21 feeling like that, damn, imagine if he's feeling good. Yeah. Or is it the other way, like, you know what? That might have been, like, the ceiling for him. And everything is pretty much to go down from here. I, I don't know. We'll we will get into that and more uh, with our guest t- today, and that will be our good friend of the A List podcast program, Vincent Goodwill of Yahoo Sports, uh, aka Sherrod's nephew. Uh, that's my guy. Uh, he is he's one of my NTDs, one of my non tax deductible kitties. Uh, that's my guy. That's my guy. Uh, but Vince, he'll join us shortly. Uh, to just obviously talk about the Celtics, the NBA. We'll talk a little bit of play-in format. We'll also get into a piece that he did recently where he examined the free agency versus the draft and, and whether or not we should flip those. Uh, and, again, there's a lot of talk about that among NBA teams, and he certainly dug into that a little bit. We'll we'll get his take on that as well. And that being said, we are going to just jump right in and talk with Vincent Goodwill. Welcome to the A-List podcast, my friend. How you doing?
2: I'm doing good. How about you guys? Maintaining. Well, glad to see you. Glad to see you, brother. Glad so to see you. Did you get a haircut?
1: Yes, to come for a second time on our show.
2: Yep, I got a, I got a haircut, sir. I, I, cut, I cut the fro down. Cut it all the Man. way down.
0: I feel you, though. I know how that is. I know how that is. Oh, Once I upon think. a time.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I ain't all, knew I ain't how there. that was. I ain't, I ain't there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no <Don't laughs> way, Don't laugh too hard because you beat it before you know it. Ask Rip Hamilton. He know what I'm talking about.
2: Dang. That's that's the that's the tear when black men get braids. Although you'll never see me with braids. When you are he, done with the braids, you are done with hair. He used
0: to clown me and Chauncey all the time about being bald. And me and Chauncey would just look at each other and be like, You're gonna be with us. Your You're Your gonna be Your gonna come. And speaking of the day, uh playoffs are gonna be here pretty soon, uh before we know it. And mm-hmm. you know, the big news this week in the NBA as it relates to playoffs is your boy, LeBron James, uh, not too happy about this whole play-in format, which is kind of funny because last year he was singing a different tune. Um, but, you know, he, he's calling for folks to get fired and how it's just trash. What's your take on the play-in setup? And, and, and also, and within that framework, your thoughts on LeBron and his, his
2: thoughts on the play-in. I mean, well, hey, my thoughts on the play-in is this. You got to think of how we got here. We got here because the last month of the season used to be a slog. It used to be a slog to the bottom from the teams who were tanking because they were well out of the playoff picture. And that's basically what this became. This is not an initiative to make the playoffs more competitive. This is not an initiative to make the playoffs more like March Madness or anything else to increase uh, upsets. This was to keep more teams engaged as long as possible. And now you don't just have the eight, nine, ten teams. there, you have 11 and 12 that are trying to get in in both conferences. So you only have like a handful of teams that are firmly outside of the playoffs and you know what they're trying to do at this point. But it's not necessarily messing with the quality, the overall quality of basketball on a nine-to-nine basis. Now for LeBron, this is quite simple. As the facts change, so does my opinion. It's cool when it's y'all. Y'all do the play in tournament Memphis, Portland, all of y'all peasants. But when it comes to me and mine, I would not be doing such things. He would never envisioned a world where he would be in a position where he would be in a seventh seed or in an eighth seed where he would have to be in a playing tournament. So, of course, these words are going to come back to bite him now. And, of course, he's going to say it's stupid and everything else or whoever it needs to be fired. Honestly, this is one of the better ideas the NBA has come up with in quite a long time. Like they need to do something about some of these outlandish offensive numbers. But as far as the playing tournament, depending on if we can get a LeBron and Steph one game, one off. Wait a minute. What's wrong with that? Except that somebody got to lose and somebody going home. That's the problem.
0: Yeah. LeBron is pulling that. This is beneath me card, which is funny uh, because. Pretty much everything about the playoffs is should be beneath him because he's been on the top so long. He doesn't know what it's like to be in the hood. This, this is the po- this is the postseason hood that he right. is in right now, where you're just <laughs> trying to get by. This is like good times for the NBA right now. That's oh, what LeBron wow. James is dealing with now. And he he's dealing with the good he's times, the, time. the Thelma, the the, the 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 you know the James Evans of the world. That's the reality that he's dealing with, and he's just like. What is this? This is not me. I'm LeBron James, (laughs) and I love it. I love it, and I love it for the fact that, for one thing, you've got some. You've actually got incentive to watch NBA basketball because it does have value now. Everyone, even the teams at the top, they're always going to be battling for one of those top spots, trying to secure their place and get a rhythm. But those teams that were you know, either outside the playoff bubble or, or, or just barely in, they scrapping, they trying to get out of that seven through 10 spot. Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the teams right around here and the Boston Celtics, they're one of those teams that's trying to get out of that. Um, how do you think they're going to fare in this new seven through 10 playing format? If they're forced to be, well, not forced, because <laughs> they will play their way or play their way into that. So how do you think they'll fare in a, in a playing format?
2: Let me ask you this, like, there's, uh, what's the restaurant that we go to, uh, in Boston? Is that, is that the hood? Are uh, oh, you tribe? talking about Slade's? Yeah, is that the hood? Slade's and Daryl's? Daryl's, <laughs> one of the two. We go to both, actually. If you're here for two nights, we're gonna hear both. Um, probably so. I was gonna say, I don't think the Celtics are the type that's gonna be hanging out in some of those hood places. The Celtics need to be in the suburbs. Like, you, you need, they need to mean, be like, in four the or five? Yeah, they don't they don't need to be in this 678. They don't need to be in one of these high-stress situations. I think people forget this team did make the Eastern Conference Finals last year. It's hard to remember because of how they played this season, but to me, I know that they've been on this late season run where they've played better, but you know, you've had some they had a recent bad, a recent bad loss where you get that bad taste out of your mouth. So I don't know which Celtics team is going to show up. All I can do is lean on the totality of the season where you don't know which team is going to show up from night to night. Jason Tatum has been balling even after the whole COVID scare. But my question is, can he lift up everybody else? If he can't lift up everybody else, you're asking him to be better than guys named Joel Embiid, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Kevin Durant, and James Harden. That's Mm -hmm. unfair to ask of someone who's not a super athlete or just enormously gifted. Jason Tatum is a great basketball player, but you wonder if he's better fit next to someone who's able to lift your team, either as a coach or a ball player. There isn't a ball player that's capable of doing that, at least not as a distributor, because Kimball Walker is like Kyrie irving light in that way. And Brad Stevens, I kind of hate to say it. This has not been a banner year for him. Like, I remember there was, like, a tweet a couple years ago. I don't know if y'all remember this tweet. It says, you can have any player in the NBA or Brad Stevens. Can't remember who said that, but I just thought it was idiotic then. I think it's idiotic even now, the fact that we are actually ha- – you can even have this discussion. So, yeah, Sherrod, I'm not sure that the Celtics are anything more than first-round fodder. Now, if Jason Tatum put a couple 40-pound games out of his behind – Okay, you got something. But do you depend do you expect him to be better than the New York Knicks as a team? Better than the Milwaukee Bucks as a team? That's a lot to ask a guy because that's the only reason in my opinion that you would pick the Boston Celtics in a playoff matchup is because our best player is going to have these supernova nights as opposed to our team being better than yours. Yeah, I mean, you look at Milwaukee and New York. I mean, they're kind of
0: like you know middleweight division of the eastern conference and you got the two heavyweights in
2: philly you know in brooklyn um, see i think i think philly's a middleweight i nah. think the east is between i think the east is between brooklyn and milwaukee and everybody possible brooklyn versus everybody that, that, <laughs> we not using that we not using that we not use that's a that's slander, that's slanderous statement man that's a slanderous statement. No, as, form- as, as a former resident of, of this fair team. city, Sherrod, you know better. <laughs> I, th- I think Philly is why I love Doc Rivers as a coach and how he's helped raise Joel Embiid's level. If your second best players can't shoot, won't shoot, I don't know how much I can depend on you. That's a good point. Good point. What you got,
1: Kwani? Well, another person we talked about a little bit earlier was the addition of Evan Fournier to the uh, Celtics. What are your thoughts on him, and do you think he even fits into this Celtics lineup? Well, it's an interesting thing for me because I
2: wasn't sure they needed another scorer. I felt like from a scoring standpoint, they were pretty well set with Tatum and Brown and the possibility of Kimba Walker coming back and being healthy. Maybe it was a move in saying, you know what, we don't know that Kimba is going to be healthy enough to give us that extra scoring punch in these games where we need them at and probably just, you know, indicative of the type of offensive league that this has become where you're looking at a guy like Fournier who can score 20 and telling him, Hey, you're going to be our fourth option as opposed to being a second or third, which I think he probably is a little more suited to. But the other thing of it guys is COVID is real. Like we can operate in these different bubbles, you know, in terms of the NBA and everything else, but they have, Th- this thing fec- affects ball players as much as it can affect regular people like you and I. And for him to say that it feels like he's coming out of a concussion and he's having problems with depth perception and stuff like that, that is serious stuff that you can't say for sure is going to change itself just because the calendar turned to playoff time. And if you mm-hmm. can't depend on him, I don't know how, I don't know where you can get any supplemental help because I would have believed that you would have gone and gotten a big. Because I can't say, depending on Tristan Thompson, as your best big, that you're going to have to ask to spend, but maybe play 35 minutes a night when these games count to say, hey, can you clean up, clean up the glass and finish inside and defend the rim? You know, while we play mismatch Tristan Thompson around you and try to figure out what works best. So if Evan Fournier isn't able to help you outscore teams, I don't know what way you can actually win, especially if Kimball Walker is going to be on this sort of, you know, maintenance treatment plan where he's not going to play, you know, back-to-backs and things like that. Yeah.
0: I mean, definitely when you look at Evan Fournier and, and just what he can do, even before COVID, you know, affected him, you really weren't sure whether you could depend on him. But Quanny, You know who we can depend on on the A-List podcast, don't you? I have no idea. (laughs) BetOnline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, whether it's Major League Baseball, the NBA, NHL, as well as UFC, MMA action. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything and everything you can imagine. We will be playing a prop-related game later on, so definitely keep your eyes and ears tuned out for that. Uh, online has you covered for all the news and scores and odds, anything and everything you could possibly want. Don't forget the CLNS uh, welcome bonus, CLNS50. That is the promo code, CLNS50. Online, your online sports book experts. Now, my good friend, Vincent Goodwill Jr. Wow. <laughs> bring he all,
2: all, bringing out all all the old hits, huh, mm-hmm. Hey, man, oldies but goodies, man. They never
0: die. Never die. Classics <laughs> never die. Hey, you had a piece recently, and we're, we're talking about this a little bit off camera, uh, about just the NBA and the talk about free agency and the draft and, and how there's, there's some discussion about maybe trying to flip those. What's the rationale that you've heard for why there are some who think that
2: might be a good idea? Well, I think one of the big things that I've heard was that what's the rationale for keeping it the way that it is besides it's the way that we've always done it. And I think if you look at it, like big market teams have their own agendas, you know, when they think about free agency and hey, if we can get, our big free agent in the fold, that changes how we do the draft. That changes the way that we can maneuver draft picks or potential draft picks to maneuver cap space and things like that. So if we get free agency out of the way first, you know that allows us to better you know form our team and it allows us to take best player available, which every team likes to say that they do. Now, if you're a small market franchise, it could hamstring you a little bit because so much of the activity that happens on draft day is in preparation for free agency if you're trying to clear up cap space you may wind up trading the draft pick to one of these smaller market teams that can take a, a lower player and have him under cost control contracts for the first you know three to four years of his career but for me just from a common sense standpoint if the draft is simply about taking the best player available and you want to feel your needs before that Looking at the NFL model seems like a more logical place to go. But right now, Sherrod, it seems like it's more of a 50-50 proposition. I don't think that the league necessarily has a strong feeling one way or the other. I think they're leaving it to the teams. And if it actually goes to a vote, it's going to have to pass at least by a 50-50 vote, if not two-thirds, if not three-fourths. So you still got a little bit of way to go before we actually get to some wholesale change there. I just hope that they keep talking about it. Because I I think that one of the beautiful things about the NBA – is that they
0: really have kind of rolled the dice uh, on as far as how they go about doing their business. And more times than not, it works out to their advantage. And it does feel as though the way that we've done the draft and the way that we've done free agency, it's gotten kind of stale. And it, it's gotten to the point where, you know, there's a certain, uh, you feel a certain copycat ish dynamic that you're seeing other pro sports adopt. That's very similar to what the NBA does. Uh, the, you know, the, the NFL for once, you know, with the Aaron Rodgers, you know, talk and, you know, with San Francisco, you know, wanting to draft Mac Jones at number three, which again, for me, was the ultimate head scratcher. Like, y'all do realize he played with like the best running back in the country, the best wide receiver in the country, the best head coach in the country. I'm sorry, but I feel pretty good about being able to complete 50 55% of my passes with that crew around me. And for, and again, no, no, no shade on Mac Jones. How could that not that be... That was That's shame. Yeah, but, a lot of You're right. It was. It was. <laughs> you're right. It was. It's the truth. Again, I, I love how the 49ers basically played all of us. Yeah. All of us thinking that they were doing that. They were clearly playing checkers when we thought they were playing chess. They're like, no, we're keeping this really simple. Check. <laughs> Check, mate. We're done. So, anyway.
1: Ready 20. for some game? Yes. All right. So, we're going to yes. play a game that we debuted last week called... <laughs> What is it called? <laughs> who got, got the prop bets? Who got the prop So, for you, Vinny, who do you, would you consider to be the scoring champ between Steph Curry or Bradley Beal? Who are you taking?
2: I think Ooh. I will take Steph Curry, honestly, because Golden State needs it more. Like, if he doesn't go nuclear, they're not going to win. Like, when you look at this roster and some of the guys that they're playing, Sherrod, it's a who's who of who. A who's who of who's a who that. It's a who's who of who that. Like, next to, you know, next to Draymond Green, who's not an offensive weapon, and Andrew Wiggins, who, while he's improved, is not necessarily the most dependable fellow in the world. Steph Curry is the one guy that has to carry this. Bradley Beal doesn't have to carry it as much because he's got Russell Westbrook, who wants to carry everything. Steph has to carry everything. So if I got to put a, a player up there, I'm going to say Steph.
0: Yeah, I, I go with Steph, too, only because I think he's just going to have more opportunities. Uh, to your point, you know, there's no Russell Westbrook. Uh, there's, no, there's nothing even remotely close to that that Steph has. You know, Draymond, he can get you 20 rebounds and 20 assists, but guess what? He gets you three points. <laughs> That's all you get, three points. <laughs> Stat lines, that just make me want to laugh my
2: ass off. I got 20 rebounds. I got 20 assists. I got okay. three points. What? You couldn't They got a crazy record if he scores eight points or more. That's, like, exactly. That's all, he's got to do, all he's got to do is score eight. That's exactly. That's exactly. So, yeah, I would
0: go with Steph for sure.
1: Perfect. So, between Luka Doncic or Trey Young, who will lead their team out of the first round of the playoffs? First. I can't believe that. This is actually a question. <laughs>
2: Luka Doncic. I, no shade to Trey Young, although this is going to sound like shade. It's totally shade. You ever
0: notice know. the shade comes right before they say no
2: shade? Yeah, yeah it's, like, it's, like with all, it's like with all due respect and then you right. completely... I don't mean to sound rude, but... <laughs> right. <laughs> I, no, I've never did that. I don't mean to sound rude. I'm just going off and being rude. But um, you notice that the Atlanta Hawks are better when he doesn't have the ball. You notice that the Atlanta Hawks were pretty good when he was out with an injury. That says a lot to me about the hold that he has on this team and how pretty much there's a better team around him than him type of thing. So with me, Luca, they put a lot on Luca in Dallas. And Christoph Porzingis, God bless him, ain't it. But if they find a second guy, if they find a legit second guy and we know Mark Cuban likes to go after a certain type. If he goes after a different type of ball player, you know, the type of ball player that exists in the NBA, they'll actually be pretty good because Luka is that guy. And not saying that Trey and Trey puts up good numbers and stuff like that, but Luka Doncic is a franchise changer in a way that Trey Young ain't.
0: See, I'm going to go with Trey, and, and, and here's why. I, I, to your point about Porzingis, <laughs> he can't be counted on to help you. And I don't. I think Trey has a better shot of getting out of the first one because the guys around Trey are just better. He's got a better supporting cast, and he's in a weaker conference, the Eastern Conference. Would anyone be shocked? Really shocked if, let's say, Atlanta holds on to that four spot and they play the Knicks and they beat the Knicks in seven games? Would anyone really be shocked by that? Maybe Nick a little fan. surprised, but not shocked. Nick, yeah, fan. Stephen A. Smith would be shocked. Um, he would absolutely be shocked. But for the for most of us. It would be a mild surprise, but certainly nothing that's going to just set the world on fire. And it will be because of his supporting cast. Luca has a weak supporting cast. And the only strength that he has around him that's like really legitimately talented can't stay healthy enough to play. That's why I would portray having a much better shot of getting out of the first round than Luca, because Luca, one guy is not going to get it done in this NBA and that's frankly that's all Luke was working with whereas Trey has got multiple guys who can play and have played relatively consistent this year and frankly they're in as I pointed out earlier they're in a weaker conference and that matters what you got corny I know you got some more
1: of course I do between Detroit Houston and Minnesota who (laughs) do you think will end up with the worst record this season (laughs) No, I th- I think it's going to be. Detroit basketball. Yeah, yeah, you, you,
2: you know what? The, the Pistons are the business, I think are at least they are one hit the lottery pick away from like turn that thing around. Mm-hmm. And it's been it's been a long time since there's been meaningful basketball in Detroit. Uh uh-huh. um, I, I was probably, there. I was, <laughs> say, I was gonna say. I was gonna say either Sherrod head hair or Sharad. a little a fro fro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was it was a long time. But the no, runway I think, going. There He's we a... go. I think it's Houston. I think Houston, you know, I know Kevin Porter Jr. just put up a 50-piece, but they are intentionally trying to get the worst record in the league. And even if against their best efforts, they're not necessarily achieving it. I think Minnesota's a better team than we give them credit for once they've gotten, you know, D'Angelo Russell, Carl Towns, and Anthony Edwards all playing together like Beating beating the Utah Jazz multiple times was not necessarily a fluke. They've got some talent over there. Detroit, I think this is what they've been playing for this year. They've been playing to be in that bottom four, so they can get a draft pick and then start digging themselves uh, out of this hole. So, but I would I would give Houston a leg up on virtually anybody not playing in the NCAA. <laughs> yeah, I mean, wow, yeah, Damn.
0: No, Damn.
2: No, no shade, sh- no shade, sh- no shade
0: at all. Now no, sh- sh- no,
2: Houston. You know they, they
0: they have actually you know they're like you know that 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 fighter that is just about getting that check as soon as he gets in the ring he's halfway down for the count before the bell rings that's the Take Houston that Rockets on. right now they ain't trying to fight they ain't trying to put up a, they're not trying to do anything other than just put out five human beings for 48 minutes and that's it what happens Silas host Stephen Silas I feel bad for him Brother, get his brother finally get his shot and they give him a slingshot to work with. Everyone else, everyone else got BB guns, you know, Mac, you know, Mac MR7, Mac 10s, and all that. They give him a slingshot. Oh, gosh. They,
1: they
0: get yeah, him rusty a, that? But a plastic uh, you know, knife. Exactly. No, but Houston. Yeah, I mean, they, they absolutely will, will have the worst record. I I think Detroit will be second, which is good for Detroit because yeah, I, I like the fact that the Pistons are at least putting guys out there who you get the sense are trying to compete. Uh and Minnesota, they're just a disappointment to me, man. They should be better than them. they should be one of the teams fighting for that seven, eight, nine, ten uh spot. They're talent-wise, be that good. And the guy that they brought in to kind of be their coach, the guy from Toronto. Um got my own personal yeah. feelings about David Vanderpool and how they did him, and I'm gonna leave that alone. But bottom line is this Minnesota sucked before they got the new coach, and they're just as bad now. So okay. I'm just leave it right there. Dang. All right, no so
1: <laughs> no shade at all. That should okay. be the name of this episode. No shade between Tibbs, Doc Rivers, and Monty Williams. Who do you see as the coach of the year?
2: Why we got to put Doc in there? This is like the obligatory Boston, okay. the uh, obligatory because his yeah.
1: team has the best record in the nation. around essentially.
2: Well, that's because Boston, that's because Philly had one of the five worst coaches last year in Ooh. Brett Brown, and now they've got a competent what human coach. being there in that's Doc Rivers. I've got another,
0: another addendum to the No Shade podcast this week.
2: Yeah. Here's he's from
0: this No Shade.
2: Isn't he from Boston, too? Or he's a- from New Austin? England, yes. Australian Boston or something like that, Brett Brown. You know, good, probably a good assistant. <laughs> Australia, that, Boston. That, that, that Boston. Oh my You know
1: what? Just call this one So Much Shade. No, not even No Shade.
2: <laughs> no, he, co- <laughs> he coached yeah. in Australia, too. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. And, oh, exactly, Boston, and he's from New England. Yeah, you're right. But my coach of the year is Monty Williams. And not just because the Phoenix Suns are playing in a tougher conference, but you look at, he's had to absorb Chris Paul and coach Chris Paul. That ain't the easiest dude to get along with, in case y'all didn't know. And and no disrespect to the short people on the podcast. Short people can be kind of bossy and a little bit, you know, when they stick their neck up and put their finger in your face and all that type of stuff. Damn. Damn. Really, that, I mean, damn,
1: really
2: really cool. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Oh wow! Continue. I, think, Continue. I, I think with the young team that he has transforming young teams into winning basketball is one of the hardest things for an NBA coach to do because so many of these guys are about let me get my number so I can get my next contract. I'm not as concerned about winning as I am about performing well. And although Chris Paul is going to get a lion's share of that credit, you cannot discount the stability that Monty Williams has provided on the sidelines. I give it to him yeah. a, a hair over Tibbs. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I I think Monty's
0: done a really really good job, and he's it's hard for me to 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 just not uh, take into account what Tibbs has done in New York because that is a cesspool, man. I mean, that is a basketball cesspool, and I look at the roster that Tibbs is rocking with. I love Julius Randle, and when we're talking about All NBA, he should definitely be in a conversation for that third team. But other than that, you got a bunch of uh, retreads and 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 nomads, and just a bunch of hoodats. Like R.J. Barrett was a high draft pick, but he's balling like really balling. Nerlens Noel has been uh, an amazing, quickly, uh, you know, young fella from Kentucky. is – I I look at the job that Tibbs has done taking a team that probably should be in the bottom two or three in the East and has them way, way above where they should be in terms of talent. And Monty has done a great job in Phoenix, but Phoenix was going to be in the playoff picture with or without Chris Paul. And I love what Monty has done, but I'll give it to Tibbs by a hair because I look at the growth that he's had to bring about basically dragging his team to the top four, top five spot in the East whereas Monty I love what drag, he's done.
2: Drag them to the top of the Western Conference, not to the, the mid-level. They love. were going Who to be, be a playoff team. Playoffs? And why were they going to be a playoff team last year? Because Monty Williams was coaching there. That's Jim why. He has taken a team that was
0: – listen, the Knicks have gone from 100% ashy to sort of kind of classy, sort of kind of classy. Phoenix was already looking good even before
2: – even before the season started, they were, were they good. Be- what, were they good before Monty Williams got there? No. Okay. They needed. They needed him. He's Monty. Look,
0: you will not get me to, call, to 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 bash Monty. He's done a hell of a job. I just think Tibbs is a little bit
1: better this year. That's all. All right. Well, final question in this round: Who would you like to see the Lakers face in the play-in game? Ooh, if they are seven, and it's seven versus, we eight. Are, we are the same page with this. I
2: know we are. <laughs> they they won't like they won't play Golden State in eight because Golden State won't get to eight. That's what they are now. No, though Golden, like, Golden State was like Golden State is risen to eight. Yeah, they ate now, right now. Uh, oh, if they're eight, then that, that's that. Oh, if they ate, then that's all that's all I want to see. That,
0: one game, one listen, game take
2: off. One game take listen, off. I got
0: the popcorn in the microwave. I just got to hit the hit the P button and start to have it popping. We are gonna watch that game. That will be one of the most watched
1: epic who that game.
0: games ever.
1: It'll be more that watched than get, actual conference finals. I think that
0: game will get better numbers be. than second round and conference finals. Right, game. at least with one
2: game because it's one game. It's <laughs> one it's literally it's, it's, it. it's, it's, it's like it's literally like March Madness, and mm-hmm. you get Steph like Steph look literally Ooh. Steph is playing with the Davidson Wildcats. If you look yep. at Steph's college team, that's literally <laughs> what he's playing with right now. He's playing, <laughs> he playing with a bunch of dudes looking for frat parties after the game. That's what he's playing best, with. He, didn't he even say the
1: G He just said the Davidson Wildcats. That's how?
2: Dang. The best dude that
0: balling with you can't get you more than five points. If he gets you six points, mm-hmm. y'all winning. He gets you six points, you win. <laughs> Where in the world can you get six points from your second best player and you know that's going to get you that dog? Right.
2: I'm say here that for to it. Say, that, say that to Draymond Green. Say it, say it to him. Say it, <laughs> say, to that to that say it to his face. Say it to his face. Hell no. Hell no. All
1: right. And you so know we have with that game. dude
0: in Toronto during all-star weekend? No, 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 no. I know better. I know better. I talk smack on right here. Not to his face. Smart.
1: All right. We have our other game. Let's speed this up. It's called Starting Five. We ask you five questions, mostly about sports, but they won't always be about sports. So the first one, Rudy Gobert or Ben Simmons for def- defensive player of the year. I'll still take Rudy Gobert. He's just anti he anti anything Philly.
0: You know what? I'm with him on that. I'm gonna take Rudy because I think Ben can do other things and I I, I think Ben's defense is very good, but I don't think it's as game changing as Rudy's is, particularly down a stretch when teams are trying to finish at the basket and you got him there. Um I yeah, I'm with
2: that. I roll Rudy.
1: Okay. The over-under on scoring titles for Jason Tatum is .5. What are you taking?
2: I'll give him one.
1: I'm going to give him I'll none. I'll take the
2: over. Oh, dang. take it under.
1: I think he's yeah. always
0: going to be playing with somebody. I think he's going to have the same issue that we're talking about with Bradley Beal. You got that other
2: dude that is going to – he's not going to take your shine, but he's going to take your shots instead.
0: Well, Jaylen but, we, Brown,
2: but we've never seen a guy, Jason Tatum, play with a bona fide point guard that makes the game easier for him. True. That's true.
0: true. It, would be, it would it would really be nice to see him play a Rondo, like this mm-hmm. version of Rondo now, not 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 Rondo okay. who thought he was better than Chris Paul. Rondo, like, Rondo that's playing now. Actually, Rondo playing now I still thinking better than Chris Paul. But...
1: <laughs> <laughs> who are you? Who are your top five point guards of all time? If Woo! Russell Westbrook makes the cut, where does he rank?
2: Russell Westbrook does not make the cut. I am okay. not on drugs. Number one. <laughs> Is Irvin Magic Johnson? I think that is pretty undisputable, although Isaiah Thomas has a case as number two. Mm-hmm. Uh number Great. three, I would that's not Detroit bias. That's just that's just well, facts. I know I just wanted to
1: clarify because we, we had a conversation earlier about people getting the Isaiah's mixed up. So I just for the audience to know oh. who you're talking oh, about.
2: They they should know, but Boston yeah. should know In the that. whole thing. Yeah, the, the 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 one that put Boston it's out of the obvious, playoffs.
1: But I had to still clarify. <laughs> no,
2: the one that put the Celtics out of the playoffs. That I said, Wow,
1: that guy. Continue yeah, your I there. you're at two.
2: I had two. The the rest don't matter. But okay, Steph, Steph Curry at Steph Curry at number three. I think I'll take John Stockton at number four. Chris Paul at number five.
1: Okay.
2: Okay, that's pretty good. I mean, your Magic would be my one. Um, number two, I'm probably gonna go. Don't you? With... Don't, you don't you do it? Don't you? Don't what? you come with no blasphemy, for Blakely? Don't you do it,
1: Anthony? I can't.
2: <laughs> all right, Abigail. <laughs>
1: Some good names out there. Oh my gosh, people finally figured out what the A stands for on the podcast. With
0: all the government names on blast Day. <laughs> go- government name day. No, it is. This is in, in no order because I I just think there's too much. There's too much intermingledness with them, but to be Magic is a clear-cut number one. And okay. after that, I think you got to look at, uh, you got to look at Chris Paul. You got to look at, I, and I, I mean, even though he's a different time, obviously, gotta throw Koozie in there, man. Gotta throw Bob Koozie in there. Uh, top five all time, I, I, I gotta put him in there. Game changer, man. The what, the, the all the fancy ball handling that we see today. He was kind of the originator of that, man. He was he was one of the first guys with flash and panache at the point. has got to throw him in there, Chris Paul, Kuzi, Isaiah Thomas, and that that fifth spot is I mean, you could have Oscar Robertson, you could have Russell Westbrook. I'm not going to put Stockton in there because I would take Westbrook over Stockton.
2: I would here's the reason why I wouldn't. It's because if I need someone to control a game, mm-hmm. You taking Russell Westbrook? You taking the Tasmanian Devil, or you no. are taking? Or you're taking? Like I'm not even the hugest John Stockton fan. Like I've I've sort of come a, come around on him, but the thing is, if you if if a point guard is supposed to control tempo in the last two minutes of the game and make sure we get good shots, that doesn't scream Russell Westbrook to me. No, no,
0: that's not his game. Uh, what but about Steph? And,
2: you don't put Steph in the top five? You put Russell actually, Steph? Yes, Steph is. You're right.
0: That's the one I was forgetting. You're right. So forget about forget about uh, your boy Russ. Forget about Oscar. Steph's got steps in there. Using that top five.
1: Steph made the cut. Speaking oh, yeah. of Chris Paul, between Chris Paul and LeBron, who retires first? Why is this a question? <laughs>
2: That's a good because that day is coming sooner than you think. Well, uh, is this is this who retires first or who goes yeah. ball first? I mean, we already know the answer
1: to that one.
0: Listen, plugs. <laughs> throw everything off. So you can't even well, go with the ball thing. Who
1: is actually bald at the moment? Exactly.
2: exactly. I, th- I, think, I think it would have to be Chris Paul, right? Because Chris you. Paul ain't waiting for his son to come to the league. Right. And, and, <laughs> a, and Chris yeah. Paul's body at, at his size. Like, it's, it's almost like he's being a freak of nature at this point that his body hasn't broken down, you know, right. considering all the hits that he's taken. Mm-hmm. At some point, Father Time gonna catch up to him before he catches yeah. LeBron. Yeah. yeah. And,
1: LeBron, and, and LeBron,
0: LeBron can always go to the five. You know, always play the five. Man. So what for? That's true Yeah so he and, and to your point I mean when you got You know young fella Coming around the corner Who'll probably be in the NBA You know earliest as Early as possible LeBron gonna stick around for that He, really he, he will stick around for that and, and he's He's got a He's built up enough collateral In the league where Somebody Even if he is like Broke down Can barely get to half court Somebody gonna sign him go. um, Whoever drafts this kid Is going to sign him So, absolutely, that's a given.
1: Facts. Final question If you were not a pro basketball writer, what would you be doing right now with your life?
2: (laughs) See, Sherrod, that's that's easy for Sherrod. That's very, very easy for him. Why is that easy? Because Sherrod is a natural teacher, right? Mm. Even you know what I mean? He's a natural teacher. You wouldn't, you didn't, you don't have to be a teacher to be teaching, that is like your gift. You know what I mean? This is kind of it for me. (laughs) You made it to the league, literally. I made it to the league. I don't, I I mean, I guess theoretically, I could go into teaching. I just don't know that I have the patience to do so. Mm. Like Sherrod has way more patience than me when it comes to such things. This is true. This is true. I'm dealing with you I'm dealing with you. I gotta have patience. You you you. We had we've had some battles when I was yes, we much younger. We had yes, some battles. We yes, we have. Yes, we have. So
0: you went at Amir Johnson plan. It's it's the NBA nothing. Yeah. I got you. So I got right, you. is your answer, teacher. It'll be my answer for today. If it were like a sport, though, something yeah. that I was really good at was European handball. You you can't make money. That's what, of That's you. one of the low. That's like that's like real low key, Sharad. Like. No one really talks so, about that. Oh, like, you, so are you
2: real, were you real good, like slapping people? <laughs> I'm real good at European handball. Three steps, one pass. That's like, that's like you know, <laughs> right?
1: Movement, oh, yeah. Wow! Oh yeah. yeah.
2: Well, good luck. What the five fingers say to the face, right?
0: Something like that. Something like that. Well,
1: so teaching I'm is Go To that, yeah. What about, you, to that. what about
0: you, Kwani? What about you, Kwani? Yeah, I asked.
1: Not fair. I'm supposed to be asking questions. Uh, <laughs> you want hmm. a conversation? I am. I actually used to want to be a lawyer. So maybe I would have went to law school if I didn't see this as a viable option. I mean, I'm still questioning if this is a viable option, but for now, I was about to say, I'm
0: sticking with media. Well, if, if I get pulled up about a popo coin, I'll, I'll think about calling you. <laughs> Let me nah, call mom. my potential lawyer.
1: No, don't do nah, that. I'm no,
0: going <laughs> to give you twenty to life. Right, running a red light.
1: Just take the plea, Sherrod. <laughs> they only they only
0: want to give you twenty five years running that red light. Give <laughs> <Get> me out. Give <laughs> me out.
1: My yep. time, social security kick in. Just take it. <laughs> take the deal. This <laughs> derail very quickly. <laughs> As Vincent it does, Junior. Thank you so much for joining us today.
2: You didn't have to do that. I did. You didn't have to. <laughs> well, do well that. listen, I'm no
1: shade at all, though. No shade. No shade. No shade at all.
2: <laughs> okay, you're welcome.
1: We'll see you soon. <laughs> no, <All right. laughs> see, brother Vincent, oh, good one.
0: Man. Appreciate you, brother. Yes, sir. Always <laughs> good, bro. I'll talk to you soon, my friend. Yes, sir. Y'all be easy. Well uh attorney Kwani a lunis esquire <laughs> <laughs> that was fun that was no, that okay. was a lot of fun uh venny is always the life of the party uh when it comes okay. to the a-list podcast uh as Kwani <laughs> pointed out earlier, he was our i think he's our first uh repeat uh guest. And, yes 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 and, and Vinny was 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 really good uh, a lot of stuff he said jumped out of me what jumped out to you though
1: I am here for the play-in tournament, and it was really interesting to hear his perspective on what, uh, on basically what it could potentially look out for this coming season. Especially when we both all pointed out that seeing LeBron James versus Steph Curry for one more time maybe would be a phenomenal thing for the game of basketball. What about you? Yeah,
0: I mean, yeah, to see, yeah, that to me that was the kind of thing that jumped out too. Just the idea of those two players two of arguably the top two top three players of the last decade in a winner take all or winner moves on type scenario uh, yeah, that's huge yeah. yeah that that's 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 i mean th- just thinking about the attention that a game like that would draw uh mm-hmm. and the fact that LeBron isn't happy about it makes a lot of people happy that right. he's about that especially a year after he was supporting the idea but, so of, exactly. of playing game when the Lakers were like a top one, top two, top three seed, and it really didn't matter to them. Uh, but this is what happens when you fall into the hood of the NBA. Yeah. And that's that six, yeah. seven, eight, nine, ten spot. Mm-hmm. LeBron ain't used to that. And he doesn't like being there. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not it's it's beneath him. Uh well, he won't have to get used to that unless he can come back from this ankle injury and help them get out of that because they that's where they're gonna be. Uh, but to your point and, and to Vinny's point, Golden State. Lakers first round, let's or playing game. Let's go. Yeah, let's, let's
1: do it. go. I oh, I already signed up. <laughs> There's a petition somewhere. What do you have coming up down the pipeline with all the other jobs that you have? Oh,
0: let's see. This week, what do we got coming this week? Okay, we've got a story and bleacher report. Actually, <laughs> we're talking about the playing game. Uh, and yeah. specifically, I reached out to a bunch of different scouts and executives to get their take on who's the one team that you don't want to see in the playing game if you're playing them. And it's not the Lakers. It's not Golden State. You'll have to check it out to see who. But when they explained to me the different executives and scouts I spoke with why this particular team is the one you worry about, it makes a lot of sense because they're one of the few teams that you could see in a playing game who you could see going all the way potential to the conference finals will be out. Too much away.
1: I'm liking this one. I'm, I'm gonna so, check that
0: one out. Uh definitely check that one out. And, and for Boston Sports, Show, I'll have something over the weekend just kind of look wrapping up this week. Uh that's coming up. They've got some big games, obviously, as far as playoff seedings and things like that. Games that they should win, but with the Celtics, there's no such thing as a guarantee or even a likelihood or a mm-hmm. likely guarantee. Uh so I'll have those two things coming. What you got, Kwani?
1: Well, as you may or may not know, it is AAPI Month, which stands for Asian American Pacific Islander Heritage Month. And Mm -hmm. so all of the 10 questions this month will be specifically with people of Asian American or Pacific Islander descent. We already have one lined up for Wednesday and then stay tuned for the rest. So go to NBC10Boston.com slash 10 questions. You can check those out there.
0: Absolutely. And while you're checking that out, before you check that out, definitely check out our good friend and partner, yes. betonline.ag. Tell them about it. Tell them about
1: our team. Yeah. Y'all heard it every week on this podcast. And if you're still sticking around, we appreciate you for listening. Make sure 21 you- podcasts old now, Kwani. 21. Yeah. Grown. We're grown. Mm-hmm. We're in Volt. So we can, go <laughs> we can go get a drink at the bar. with 21. But basically, make sure you follow us, of course. Follow betonline.ag. Show them some love. Sign up with our bonus CLNS50. And like I said, let us know. No one has still tagged us, so I'm very really disappointed. We wanted to hear from the OGs that listen to the podcast. Be sure to do that so we can give you a shout out.
2: <laughs>
0: there you go. There you go. Well, another one in the book. This is fun, man. This was, really fun. This, was was, this was really fun. This was great. This was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. And we'll have a lot more fun next week when we come back for a Shaw Blakely, Quanee Lunist, A List Podcast. We will see you and. You'll hear from us next week. (laughs) We're out.